PFF NFL Daily today discussing the Cleveland Browns and a big contract for cornerback Denzel Ward. Five years, $100 million, another big signing for the Cleveland Browns. So Sam, let's talk about Denzel Ward as a player, but then I want to get into the Browns and this overall team building effort because that roster in the long term is starting to look pretty top heavy. Yeah, um, monster money for Denzel Ward. Five years, $100 million, 71 guaranteed. Um, and a big part of that is he's 24, right? He isn't going to turn 25 for another few weeks. There are cornerbacks in this upcoming draft older than Denzel Ward. Okay, there's not many, you know, but these dudes <laughs> but are still hard. young. Um, and this is like, so, you know, I've seen a lot of people referencing J.C. Jackson's contract that he signed in free agency with the Chargers. J.C. Jackson, elite corner, um, in his prime, hitting free agency, hitting the open market. In theory, that should have been the monster contract, right? That was the one people were talking about at $20 million a year, uh, et cetera. And he didn't. He, he signed for way less money, way less guaranteed money, um, and wasn't in the same ballpark. And a big part of that has got to be the age thing, right? That J.C. Jackson's not 24. He's 27. Uh, so any kind of five-year deal for J.C. Jackson is taking him into that unknown area of cornerback drop-off in play beyond the age of 30. Denzel Ward can complete the entirety of this contract and still have another deal before he hits 30. So I think that's definitely a big part of it, as is obviously you know draft status is, those, is the kind of thing that never leaves players in the NFL. But Ward is an elite-level corner. Maybe his uh, performance hasn't always been up there with the very best players in the NFL, but four straight seasons uh, of good, not necessarily always great, PFF coverage grades, never been below 72.7 for a season, and that's not easy to do in, in this league. So he entered the league in 2018, which, by the way, remember the big debate about the Browns picking at four that particular season a lot of people expected it was going to be Bradley Chubb the edge defender out of NC State a guy that you know some people had compared to Miles Garrett and the Browns said no we're gonna we were just starting to learn about positional value more at that time and said we would take the corner we think that's a great move a lot of people thought you know you take the edge you take the defensive lineman I, I think the Browns made the right move as far as Denzel Ward goes yeah. Um, since that time, though, entering the league, number six in our PFF wins above replacement metric behind guys like Jalen Ramsey, who's number one, Casey Hayward, Stephon Gilmore, Jair Alexander, Marlon Humphrey. I mean, those are pretty good players to be just behind. And that is right where Denzel Ward is and actually just ahead of Marshawn Lattimore. So I do think his on-field performance, the total performance and war will take into account durability and being on the field. So all that stuff's baked in. He's added a lot of value to the Browns and they are. Uh, paying them big-time cornerback money. And I really think this brings up an interesting point about what the Browns are doing from a team-building standpoint. We always talk about the salary cap and the ability to manipulate it and move stuff around. But at, at a high level, the Browns have a lot of investment in just a handful of players. We, we talked a lot about the Rams and their stars and scrubs approach. And are the Browns starting to go down that path? I just want to list off the players where they just have massive average annual values uh, under under long-term contracts you have deshaun watson over 46 million amari cooper's at 20 with a couple more years on his contract joel batonio at 16 million wyatt teller at 14 million those are two guards nick chubb at 12 million per year uh david and joku's on the franchise uh, the franchise tax that we won't even include him and then defensively miles garrett is over 25 million per year john johnson over 11 million per year and now 
you've got Denzel Ward up in that $20 million a year range. All of those guys locked up long-term. Is this going to work out for the Browns? Are they truly going with this top-heavy roster with all this money invested in just really eight or nine players? Yeah, I mean, what's interesting is they still have some space this year. Um, this year, because of the, of the Deshaun Watson deal, it isn't crippling them yet. Next year is where things start to get a lot more uh, tricky for them. And if you start to look at you know, salary cap space or effective cap space on, on overthecap.com, you'll find the teams with the least money or the, the most over the cap essentially projected for next year. The New Orleans Saints, who, you know, this is how they operate. They're always over the cap. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who effectively, you know, have loaded up to keep being a contender with Tom Brady. And that's obviously a thing. And then the Browns. The Browns are next. The Browns and the Chargers, who just went on the spending spree to allocate as much money or as much resources and uh, players as possible around Justin Herbert because they think that they can contend right now and they're in that cutthroat division, et cetera, et cetera. So next year is when it starts to get real for, for the Browns, that those big cap hits become a thing, and they're going to have to start to do those juggling um, salary cap moves, the cutting of players that maybe they don't want to cut, but... Some guys have got to go, you know, you've got to start trim trimming the roster somewhere. So I think this is a big year for them. You know, they've, they've done, they've made those moves with Deshaun Watson. Obviously a huge amount is contingent on him actually playing football this year, which it sounds like is probably going to be the case. Um, the, the latest talk with all of his uh, accusations are that they're not, those things aren't going away this year. Potentially next off seasons when they're all going to go to trial or get wound up or however that's going to work. It feels unlikely that the NFL would suspend him while those are still active, let alone, you know, regardless of how they behave once they're all resolved one way or the other. So Deshaun Watson's probably going to play this year. And if he does, the Browns are contenders. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and they are a, a team full of stars now, right? I mean, I thought when Deshaun Watson came in, I thought it might put the Browns in a bind as far as locking up Denzel Ward and having him on the same defense as a Miles Garrett who's making $25 million per year. and all. But they're making it work. And I think strategically the Browns might have to take a page out of the Rams book. And I don't even know if this is a strategy as much as a hope, but the strategy of hitting on middle round picks, right? right? And finding starters in the middle rounds. Like when these guard contracts expire... To the Browns pivot to the way the Rams found their guards in the middle rounds and found the David Edwards of the world and found starters in rounds three, four, and five. Um, I, I think it's going to put more pressure, as I always say with the Rams, on the scouting staff, on those day two and day three picks to round out that roster, to round out that depth around these stars. But I like it. You can see where the strategy is, at least, right? I like when teams have a defined strategy, uh, take the Deshaun Watson decision-making out of it just for a second, strategically they're saying we want high-end players mostly at valuable positions and they have stuck with it in Cleveland yeah I mean in a way this is replicating it's their version of the Rams stars and scrubs approach which is you know everyone the the, the narrative around the Rams has been you know F them picks that that idea of uh, just trade away all your picks grab elite um, veteran players at proven NFL commodities and that's how you build a Super Bowl roster it's always been more complicated than that. It's always been predicated on, yeah, look, we, we trade a lot for superstars, but then we backfill. We make sure we have nine draft picks every single draft, and we try and get enough players that can contribute for pennies. And those guys are valuable enough that this whole thing works. And if that doesn't exist, then F10 picks on its own is not going to get it done. 
So all of a sudden, I think you're seeing Cleveland, like this is their run at this, right? They're, they're doing the first part. They've got some superstars. They've locked down players at the most valuable positions, exactly like the Rams did with Donald, with Jalen Ramsey, et cetera. Now they got to make sure that they can backfill enough of the back end of that roster that, it, that there's some scrubs to pick up their end of the bargain. Otherwise, it doesn't work. There's also a little bit of locking up your own, right? Kind of that old school NFL strategy where there's some teams would say you, you draft and re-sign your own and you kind of take your shots in free agency, but you really have to draft and develop and keep your own guys. And holding on to Miles Garrett, first overall pick, holding on to Denzel Ward, fourth overall pick, the Browns are tapping that as well, right? Going into, uh, we made good picks. We have familiarity there. You already mentioned Denzel Ward's age. So they're, they're keeping their own uh, in-house. And I think that's a big part of it as well. So that's what I'm really interested in. You know, having a lot of money in just a handful of players, not always uh, on paper the way to go historically, but I think the Rams have made it work and the Browns have an opportunity to make it work here. And plus, I think they got a really good group of players, not just overpriced players, but guys that have a history of producing. Yeah, and I think you can also justify big money on one single cornerback easier if you already have like the rest of the stable present, you know, it's, it's more difficult if you're like, if you have a terrible cornerback room it's like, well, let's go throw a ton of money at the best cornerback we can find. You're like, okay, well now you have a terrible cornerback room plus one superstar. Like, right. did that fix it? Probably not. Right. Okay. It makes it better, but that guy on his own is not going to make a cornerback group, but the Browns have already, you know, they drafted Greg Newsom as well. They went after guys like Troy Hill. Like the Browns have a good cornerback group, and now they can lock up Denzel Ward long term. So that means that like this group is complete. Like it's already they've they've maintained this elite group by locking down Denzel Ward rather than relying on him to turn a group from like bad to good or something like that. I think it's probably easier to justify the big spend to kind of complete the puzzle than it is to start the puzzle. Don't forget right now you can get 50% off a PFF Elite annual subscription by using the code DRAFT50. The draft guide's just been updated. It's out there over 500 pages of awesome data and grades for the entire 2021 and upcoming 2022 season. It's promo code DRAFT50. You get 50% off a PFF Elite Annual subscription. And don't forget to check out Hutch wherever you listen to podcasts or watch it on the PFF YouTube channel. Documentary on potential number one overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson. It's a PFF NFL Daily. 